0: Hello, welcome to the Football Glory Hole Podcast. we listen to some Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, SoundCloud, YouTube, or on our hot radio. We thank Agent and every glory hole seeker for tuning in this week. I'm your host, Bo Stevens, and I'm joined as always oh, here on the sports patio by my good buddy, Longhorn. Longhorn, it's been a while. What's up, buddy?
1: God, Bo Seavis, it has been a long time. I don't, you know, usually we record these things during the football season at nighttime, and we were of course recording in the middle of the day, I'm going to be stone cold sober, so this will either be my worst or my best performance, we'll see.
0: Ah, Man, I'm probably going to go more leaning towards the worst, you tend to do your best work uh, when you're a little bit lubricated, but we'll see how it goes, I'm just glad to be back with the people, and back to talking to you guys, and this week, this is our draft official draft podcast yes so we're gonna go over a lot of stuff we are gonna go over three rounds my buddy Longhorn has worked his ass off he's got shit on all these players for three <clears throat> rounds in a full mock who the fuck else is doing that for you we're doing it for you because we love you guys so much buddy it's I can't the per- wait it's
1: the perfect three round mock I was just going over it and I cannot believe how awesome I did for every team <laughs> it's amazing.
0: Well, his shoulder, yep, just sprained his shoulder, patting himself on the back. But I that's deal. all right. We're going to, we're going to, he's questionable, but he's going to make it through the podcast. I promise you guys. I got it. Well, you might be sober, but as always, I'm drinking because fuck it. That's what I do. <laughs> and uh, right now, buddy, I'm drinking a Voodoo Ranger Higher Plane from New Belgium Brewery in Fort Worth or Fort Collins, excuse me, Colorado. It's an excellent beer. Three and a half stars. And speaking of planes, uh, we're going to be on one pretty soon because we are headed to Cleveland this week to be at the draft, as we always do. And, buddy, I don't think Cleveland's ready for FGH.
1: No, I don't think they are. They never are wherever we go. uh, I just I hope Cleveland doesn't disappoint. We've talked about this. I'm super optimistic. I think Cleveland is going to rock, as they say um i'm looking forward to <laughs> seeing the female version of hotties that cleveland has to offer i hear it's a different type of it's kind of like you know work hot chick like you're like ah she's yeah. she's like work hot she's not real hot or I'm, I'm curious to see what cleveland hot is
0: yeah uh work hot or is you know i've also heard it called uh East Texas pretty, something like that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Trailer trash hot. There's all kinds of stuff. I mean, what is Cleveland hot going to be? I don't know.
0: Well, by God, we're going to find out. But to do that and to do everything,
2: we have got to make some money. And to do that right now, here's this week's sponsor. This week's podcast is sponsored by TittyWhiskers.com. Hello, ladies. Have you ever been embarrassed by unwanted body hair? You know, there you are having a romantic moment with that special guy and all of a sudden his pleasure pump gets deflated because your legs feel like Chewbacca's butthole, or your arms look like the bottom of King Kong's nutsack. Well, if that terrible shit has ever happened to you, then you're in luck because I have your solution. It's Teddy Whiskers. Teddy Whiskers is a revolutionary new product that will have your clam as bald as a baby's ass. And the best part is there's no need for reapplication ever thanks to their patented formula, which includes coconut milk and hydrofluoric acid. So if your areolas have chili bolas, Teddy Whiskers. If your balloon knot looks like it took a Propecia shot, Titty Whiskers. God damn it. If your clit looks like it's making out with cousin it, Titty Whiskers! Go to TittyWhiskers.com right now to put in our code word Gloryhole for 10% off their follicle fighting formula. That's code word Gloryhole for 10% off their services. One more time, TittyWhiskers.com, code word Gloryhole.
0: God damn, uh, ladies, I gotta tell you, that sounds like a fantastic <laughs> product you probably should be using, and I hope uh, all the good ladies in Cleveland yeah. are definitely using the Titty Whiskers product because... Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't don't let that go. Don't let that no. go down there. That's all there's no, you.
1: there's no chance they use that down there. None. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: you can tell everybody. Yeah, you can tell everybody. Go ahead and tell. everybody I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. Yes, I am, yes, I am, yes, I am. I'm the man, I'm the man,
0: I'm the man. I believe every lie that I ever told. All right, boys and girls, it is time. We are going to get into the podcast. We're not fucking around. It's starting the 2021 FGA's three round mock podcast. Yeah. So here's how it's going to go. I'm going to give the odd number picks, what I think. Longhorn got to sign the even number picks. But as we go through each team, He's also going to give you their second and third round picks, if they have them, um, what he has mocked for the whole team. So basically, you're going to get every team wrapped up to one as we go one through 32. So we're being efficient with it. We're being productive with it. And goddamn, it's going to be entertaining, too.
1: We'll, so, try. we'll try to be efficient. We'll see. I feel like we're going to have some arguments, but along the way, <laughs> that's all right. That's all right.
0: Well, I mean, you know, we've been known to argue from time to time. Mm-hmm. Alright, we're going to start off first pick of the draft, and with the first selection, the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to shock the world, mm-hmm. and Urban Meyer is going to redraft Tim Tebow, that's right, he's going to redraft Tim <laughs> Tebow, he's going to do it, you yeah. don't think he can, he can do it. No, it's Trevor Lawrence, of course it is, uh, he's the best quarterback product, you know, a prospect such Andrew Luck, personally, I'm going to go on record right now and say that I still like Andrew Luck better. Um... This mm-hmm. my and I, and I'm waiting on the Wonderlick thing because <laughs> he seems like a decently intelligent kid, but man, I really want to see that number. But other than that, you're really nitpicking if you're going hard at this kid, which some people are and do. But he's got about everything that you want out in a first round or the first overall pick as
1: a quarterback. Yeah, I don't wanna nitpick or add too much and waste time on this first pick either, but I actually kinda of agree with you. I think he's the best product or prospect since Andrew Luck, but just like you said, I do put Andrew Luck just a tick above him. Um, and I don't know what it why. Maybe it is because he's just got that Goldilocks and <laughs> lit, slight dumb face and I we can't confirm that he's smart because they won't release wonderlicks anymore because sometimes they come off as racist. But um, you know, it's until I see the wonderlick and it's a you know twenty-five and above like the study you did before, then I'm gonna put Luck a tick ahead of him. But yeah, you're nitpicking. He's a he's basically a can't miss prospect.
0: All right, buddy, you're up.
1: Oh yeah, Zach Wilson, number two. Wait, wait, wait. The... Uh,
0: sorry. You're oh, that's right. Second, we're going
1: second. Yeah.
0: we're already fucking up our own shit.
1: I know. Forgot. Okay, so now the Jacksonville Jaguars have five picks in the top sixty-five. That's right. <laughs> they have five of the top sixty-five. So it's really hard to not nail the draft when you have this many picks. So let's see if I can not fuck it up for them. At twenty five. At twenty-five, we're gonna go with Alex Leatherwood, the giant. Uh, he he played left tackle at college in Alabama. He's he's more of a right tackle guard only in the NFL. Just a 6'5", 315 hundred fifteen pound uh, body mover. So you got you know anytime you draft a quarterback, you got to get someone to protect him. And with the thirty third pick in the in the second round, I gave them Travis Etienne. So uh, he's going to go off the board there. With the forty fifth pick, I gave them a linebacker from Missouri, Nick Bolton. He is one of my favorite. Inside linebacker prospects in this draft, he's he's only six foot two thirty. The comp I've got on him is um, is London Fletcher. If if you if some of our older listeners remember him, uh, didn't he play like fifteen years in the league? London Fletcher, he played forever. I think this he's guy still playing, <laughs> he might be. <laughs> this guy is just is just like that. He's he's. I wouldn't call him a liability in pass coverage, but that dude is just going to be a box terror. Uh, for teams, and he'll line up real nicely next to Miles Jack. And uh, when you watch the tape, there's only one guy against Alabama who ever hit Najee Harris and made Najee Harris stop moving forward, and it's Nick Bolton. It's like he loved to meet that guy in the hole and uh, and stop the momentum. And with their last pick in the in the top three rounds, I'm going to give them Pat Fryermuth. He is the so-called "quote-unquote" baby Gronk, tight end prospect out of Penn State, six-five, two-fifty-five. I don't understand the comps to to the baby Gronk at all because he's uh, a horrible blocker, and we all know that. You know, Gronk is basically a third tackle when he's on the field. I've got him more as a Hunter Henry type comp. Uh, he's excellent pass pass receiving tight end. So. That is going to wrap up the Jacksonville's top three rounds. And, my God, if you get Trevor Lawrence, Alex Leatherwood, Travis Etienne, Nick Bolton, and Pat fearmuth that is – you're doing some work. It's hard to fuck it up. You got any comments on the Jacksonville draft there?
0: Yeah, I like that little linebacker a lot. I was always a big London F- Fletcher uh, yeah. fan. Uh, the tight end, I don't – I mean, I don't really care for the kid. He He's going to need to be – a really, really good receiver to, you know, last in this league because, like you said, he can't block very well at all. So I don't understand. I, it's just a size thing, I guess, is why they're calling him Baby Gronk. But
1: it, I mean, Gronk, but but they Gronk need was, a tight end, and yeah. you get those weapons, ETN, and that tight end to go with Lawrence. I mean, that's.
0: Well, you you know I love ET. I think ETN is the best running back. Like I think he's better than Harris. I really. He's do. your
1: ETN's your RB one. Oh yeah. Okay, ETN is my RB3, and we can fight about that later.
0: All right. Well, now we're moving on to uh, who's second? Oh, yeah, the Jets.
1: Those stupid Jets. So, obviously, we've got Zach Wilson going second. It's not what I would do, but we're doing, um, you know, this this is kind of a predictive mock draft. So, that's what they're going to do. I don't know how much – you want to get into the back and forth with him. I know. We, I know you and I aren't huge fans of him. Like I love his arm talent. I think his arm talent is just. It's it. To me, he's the second most talented quarterback in this draft. Uh, but I would not put him number two. And that's. Uh, all, what do you got?
0: I don't even know if he's the second most talented. But he's if he went to San Francisco. I would be all about this kid. Like, right. he went somewhere that I thought had a chance to play in a good system with a good coach, and in weather, that's going to be the biggest. Like, there's a reason why the Jets, the Giants, and the Bears just don't ever have good quarterbacks, because it is tough to throw the fucking ball in those mm-hmm. stadiums when the goddamn wind starts blowing and it's 30 degrees outside. It's tough.
1: Yeah, I don't... It's a horrible fit. One that,
0: yeah, it's a horrible fit. It's a horrible fit, and I don't like the Jim McMahon comparisons, I don't like his stupid headband. There's a lot about the kid I don't like. But as far as arm talent goes, there's not a lot not to like. I oh will say that.
1: Yeah, my God, his arm talent. But but that's the problem. It's like you fall in love with arm talent and you disregard all the other things that are going on. fucking Josh Rosen? Yeah, no, yeah. I fell for that one. So we both did, I guess, a little bit. But so here, and here's this, just looking at their draft here from the rest of the, the, the three rounds. What I gave them, I don't think that they will do because um, they hired that defensive coach from San Francisco, Sala, and I just I don't see them going the direction that I did, but let me just go down the list of what I did. At 23, their second first-round pick, this is where I have the Caleb Farley slide ending, uh, the cornerback the out of Virginia Tech. He is my CB1 if there were no back issues. Of course, there are. So that's why he's going to slide, and that's and I agree with the slide. But when he's playing, when he's healthy, he is my CB1. He, he is the most dynamic cornerback in this draft, in my opinion. With the 34th pick, I've got them taking Landon Dickerson, the guard center guard out of Alabama, 6'6", 325. If this guy didn't have injury concerns, we'd be talking about him in the top mm, 20 to 25. And, and he probably still could go up there, honestly. So this is a great spot. For Him and a, and a nice little second round steal with the 66th pick. I've got the Jets taking Brady Christensen, the left tackle out of BYU. He protected Zach Wilson's blind side, so he gets to do it again with, with the Jets. And then with the 86th pick, I've got them taking Michael Carter, running back out of North Carolina, 5'8, 202. I've got a Duke Johnson comp on him. Um, and like I said, it, um, Center guard, tackle, and running back. I don't see a defensive coach doing that. I don't. I think. <laughs> I think they're going to surround Zach Wilson with a bunch of defensive players, and he's going to go defensive heavy and not help the quarterback at all. We'll see what happens, but um, that's what I got to just him.
0: Yeah, they're probably going to fuck it up as usual. Oh, yeah. yep. All right, moving on. Those San Francisco 49ers at three, and there has been more talk. And controversy, and back and forth about this third pick. I, I mean, it's been a long time. Uh, <laughs> excuse me, Longhorn, since I've seen anything like this at the third pick. We've seen it at the number one plenty of times over the years, but for the third pick to be this discussed, this the line moving in Vegas, back and forth and back and forth, and now a lot of people have him taking Justin Fields and this and that. But I don't. Mm-hmm. I've got San Francisco selecting. Fat Jones, quarterback <laughs> of Alabama.
1: That's not uh, official.
0: I think that's his official name. No. I think that's what they're going to say. That's what Goodell's – it's going to read it on the card, I'm pretty okay. sure. I've lost all faith in Shanahan at this point. Um, you know, there was a report, and it wasn't even a report. It was, this is a real story. They literally tried to trade – because they traded up from like 11 or 12, right? To get to 12, three. 12, I think.
1: 12. I think they
0: tried to give number 12 to the Jets for Darnold, and the Jets turned him down, which the Jets were retarded. They obviously didn't get anything close to that when they finally did trade him. But they wanted to the report was the Jets wanted to see the physical uh, from uh, the guy we just talked about, Jesus, Darnold, the quarterback, huh? Darnold, no, the, the, the quarterback from BYU.
1: Oh, Zach Wilson,
0: yeah, they wanted to see Wilson's physical. Uh, before they committed to trading Darnold and drafting him number two overall. So because they wanted to wait, they missed out on the 12th overall pick. But you go from doing that, and then the quotes come out, oh, you can win with any quarterback. But then you look at the numbers, he literally has a losing record with every quarterback not named Matt Ryan or Jimmy G. So he can't win with just any quarterback. And for some reason people think this kid's going to be good. I don't know what I'm missing. Um, he's okay. He when this whole thing started, he was a fourth round pick. He was literally in the first mocks that were coming out during the season and just after the season, he was between the third and the fourth round pick. Now all of a sudden, he's to be third overall. Mm-hmm. You know, Longhorn over the years, those kind of late rising people, that shit never works out. He was a one year starter. That generally doesn't work out. Yeah. You know, he's had bad decisions. He's had a DUI, which I know kids are gonna do, kids, but still, it's a decision making thing. I mean he looks like I mean I've seen dads in my neighborhood that are in better shape than him and they're in their forties and he's twenty years old. I everything about the kid just nothing nothing about it lines up to me. I don't understand it. I think we've lost our goddamn minds, but hey, whatever.
1: They're calling their shot. I mean they're they're if they do this, it is definitely uh, putting your balls on the table type pick and Yeah, I mean Lynch I can't just d- made
0: it very clear. He's made it very clear this is Shanahan's pick because Shanahan never Oof. wanted Jimmy G. He wanted mm-hmm. Cousins, and uh, Lynch made him take Jimmy G. So this time Lynch has made it very clear this is Shanahan's final decision. It's either gonna be Jones or it's the, they're 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 split between Jones and Lance. So Fields is not even in consideration, even though he's the second overall favorite for whatever reason. So the building is split between uh, hmm. Jones and Lance. And that's the reason why San Francisco organized uh, Lance's Pro Day because, you know, basically Shanahan was trying to show some good faith, like, okay, I know you guys like this guy, so we're going to give him every opportunity, you know, send John Beck up there to work with him, organize the Pro Day, give him the stuff we want to see him do and the stuff he wants to do, everything. He did it all so that give him a fair shot. It's going to be one of those two kids. I think they that Shanahan sticks to his guns and goes with Fat Jones, but... We'll see.
1: Can't even imagine trading three first-rounders and then not knowing who you're going to get, but whatever. Oh, my God. So, so with the 43rd pick, I have got them taking Greg Rousseau. He is 6'5", 260 pounds out of Miami's defensive end. This guy, I, I've listened to interviews on this guy talk. I've never heard, and I'm dead ass serious, I've never heard a incoming rookie talk the way he talks about the actual fundamentals of his position and the the hand techniques and the and the just the detail that he already he sounded like a 10 year veteran talking about how he was successful in his NFL career already. I, it was I was blown away. That's probably not enough to move him up the board like it has, but it did for me. He sold me. He's only got one year of tape. So you got. but it was successful. So it's a little it's a little worrisome, but I just I fell in love with the way he talks and and the way he um, understands the game. Uh, so so I've got them taking him there, and then with their with the hundred and second pick, it's one, I believe this is one of the comp picks in the third round. I've got San Francisco taking Andre Cisco, a six foot two oh five free safety only from Syracuse. He is a true ball hawk, you know takes chances he, he you know he, so he'll he get burned but then but then he'll he'll take the chances and turn the ball over quite often he is truly a only a deep safety he will not come in the box and does not like contact um and he and i guess because he's injury prone that's why he doesn't like contact because he doesn't want to get hurt so mac jones greg Rousseau, and andre cisco san francisco
0: well a couple things there first of all you guys need to understand when Longhorn falls in love with a man, you need to take it with a grain of salt because I've seen it happen <laughs> on many occasions, especially he's had a few Bud Lights in him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's a little fickle in that. And for the kid, the safety, look, there's a lot of us that don't want to come in the box, right? We we know how no, to avoid that, good. and we just move mm-hmm. on, you know. So I feel him on that. I mean, I, you know, I've avoided coming in the box, you know, pretty much my whole life. a lot, lot of
1: innuendos here, a lot of innuendos Right, can we'll I move, move on on to, on. Can I go to Atlanta now?
0: Yeah, let's go to land at number four.
1: <laughs> okay, obviously um, this, as of today, they haven't traded the pick. So if they're staying here and taking and and taking a player, I've got them taking Kyle Pitts. I don't want to waste a whole lot of time on him. He's a probably my second. Yeah, he's my second overall player in this draft. There's, there's, he's it's almost a can't miss prospect. Love the fit. Love the player. Not a whole lot to say. You want to say anything about him before I move on with the other picks?
0: Nope. I think it's the best spot for him, but I also think it's a terrible decision by Atlanta. But it is what it yeah.
1: is. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Speaking of terrible decisions, uh, you're, these couple more bad ones coming up with their <laughs> with their thirty fifth and sixty eighth pick. I have, and it's just you know. Of of all the teams I looked at, I was like, oh, I freaking nailed it. This one, eh, I wouldn't be happy with it, but they gotta go somewhere, and these are the range they would have they would be going. At the thirty fifth pick, I've got them taking Jason Oway. This is the 6'5", 260 hundred and sixty pound um, DN OLB from Penn State, and he's the guy that ran like the four three nine or four four, whatever the fuck he ran. Like it's just a stupid time at his pro day. I don't know that we can necessarily take that for, you know, what it is, but so what? Add at a tenth of a second, he's six five, two sixty and ran a four five. Whatever. It's still ridiculous. However, at that size speed combo, he had zero sacks last year. <clears throat> so something's not something doesn't add up there, and that's probably why he'll fall out of the first round, despite those ridiculous off the chart combine numbers. Now with the sixty eighth pick, because we don't have them trading or taking a quarterback at number four, this is where I have Mr. David Mills from Stanford going. 6'4", 225, so very similar build and play style to uh, Matt Ryan. So I think this is a good little spot to, you know, take. And that's 68th pick, so that's the third round, which means he's probably not going to be there because some dumbass will take him in the second round. But if he falls to the Atlanta in the third round, I think that's decent value there.
0: I think that's fantastic value there in the third round. I mean, I've seen him mocked all the way in the end of the first. Like, we've lost our fucking minds on these quarterbacks. But, again, uh, it is what it is. But, yeah, that that bothers me about the kid, though, with the production. And at the end of the day, you know, and a lot of what we do is based on advanced analytics as well. And that crowd will tell you, well, you know, but what was his pressure rate? What was this? What was that? You know, There's a lot of ways it's not just about sacks, and I get it, and I agree, but at some point, you got to fucking put the quarterback on the ground with the ball in his hand, because the, be- yeah. the best of the best do that. Exactly. Nobody's went to the Hall of Fame because of pressure rate. I promise you that. <laughs> All right, moving on to those Cincinnati Bungles. They got the fifth pick, and uh, they're probably going to fuck this one up, but you know what? I'm going to do the sensible thing, and I'm going to give them the tackle, Pene Sewell out of Oregon and you know if they draft Jamar Chase which they very well could I mean I hate drafting receivers in the first round and they're historically them and cornerbacks I think are the biggest bust rates uh, of any two positions so it's always a bad idea to draft a receiver in the first round every once in a while it works out but most of the time it does not and draft one this high Extremely stupid, uh, but what does generally work out is drafting the offensive lineman. Although I will say I don't really like this kid this much. I'm not saying he's not a first-round guy. I don't think he's anything special. Just my personal opinion.
1: Right? Yeah. I mean, that's that theory is picking up steam. That opinion's picking up a little bit of steam. Honestly, when I watched the tape, and, and he didn't play last year, so I think that is what's feeding into this a lot. For, for a lot of these players honestly that they didn't play last year and there's kind of the unknown because at 65 325 and just a, a an amazing body like when he puts his hands on people they move now I know he struggled at times with some of the some of the pass rushers but you know the body of work w- was very impressive and i i think I think if he'd have played last year and shown just the slightest bit of improvement then this this number five pick would be amazingly justified, but that's probably where the struggle's coming from. Yeah, he, um, so you know. I
0: think he struggled in the last year he did play. He struggled against the, the only two teams that were really actual football teams because the rest of it was just Pac-12 garbage. Um, but the both SEC teams he played against – or no, sorry, the SEC and the Big Ten team that he played against, uh, Auburn and then Wisconsin, he really struggled in both of those games like very badly. <laughs> Yeah. So, but like you said, if he'd have been on the field this year, you know, I think they, I don't remember if they played Auburn again. I think they did. Uh, but they would have played some, you know, they, they always have a home and home with some other team. Oregon's pretty good about scheduling, so they're not scared. They'll schedule people. Uh, and he could have redeemed himself by playing better competition and doing better. But as a sophomore, when he faced the best of the best, he really struggled. So that's, that's what kind of worries me about him.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's legit. So, um, all right, let's see with uh, looking at the draft that I gave Cincy. I really focused on helping out um, helping out Joe Burrow here. So with the 38th pick, I gave them Rondell Moore. He, now, he's only 5'7", 180. This is the little kid from Purdue wide receiver that ran the four-two-nine with a 42-and-a-half-inch vert. He is just a sick, sick little slot athlete. Um, he's one of my favorite players in this draft. And, and you know, I've, I've got a comp on him to sort of a poor man's Tyler Lockett. I know Lockett's a little bit bigger, um, but this guy's a little bit thicker at the same time. Um, If you watch, if you watch the, um, the one-on-ones with any of the scouting, like nobody can stay in front of this guy. He is explosive from that slot position and he will create instant space for Joe Burrow to find him. So, uh, I think that would be a perfect little spot for him to go, and then with the 69th pick, I gave them Brevin Jordan, tight end out of Miami, six three two forty five. He's he's again that move around tight end. He's not going to be an inline guy. Very athletic, good down the field target. Not much on the blocking, but you know if you're going to give him if you're going to give Joe Burrow a a starting left tackle, a starting slot, and a starting tight end, I think he'll I think he'll be happy watching that at home. Who was the,
0: who was the tight end you gave him?
1: Brevin Jordan, Miami.
0: Okay. Uh yeah. I like that and that kid like if you look at the way modern offense is going in the NFL, that slot position has become everything because even even Kansas City, everybody thinks all oh, they you know they run all these deep passes, bombs from you know nine routes from the X or from the Y. No. It's a lot from you know, that Z position. That's inside. That's generally where they can get Tyreek Hill loose and then run that big over route that they like to run. That's like their bread and butter play. So, that's that's really the position that's taken off in modern football. That having that guy, like you said, man, that that could do great things for Joe Burrow. Who he looked good last year when he played. So, you know, as long yeah. as he comes back and is healthy, since he might have a little something.
1: Yep. Yeah. All right. Yep. Yeah.
0: Moving on to those my hammer Dolphins, number six.
1: Yep, number six, and they also have five picks in the top three rounds. So uh, just looking at them, now, I Flores fucking doing work. Oh man, if he does what I did, then he just fucking nailed it. So let's start. We, let's. And obviously, Jamar Chase. If he's there, I don't see them passing on Jamar Chase. He's my he's my wide receiver one in this draft. Um, I, maybe it's a lazy comp, but I've got a Justin Jefferson comp with him. They're they're both in that 6'1", 205, hundred five two ten range, so it's Pretty easy comp. Um, not a whole lot to say by him. Just just mm, basically a can miss prospect for the most part. Now, with the 18th pick, their second first-rounder, this is where I have the slide for Micah Parsons ending. He is the inside linebacker with pass rush ability, uh, also actually blitz ability from Penn State, 6'3", 245, and tested off the chart just like his teammate um, that we just talked about, Jason Oway from Penn State, The only difference is is he had the production on the field to go with it. He is a monster. There's rumors of, you know, off the field red flag concerns. I have not heard a whole lot of details about that. And when I did hear details, it's more of a hazing type issue. So just minor stuff, you know, college stuff. I'm not too concerned with that at all. I have a comp on him as Jalen Smith, the linebacker from Notre Dame. This was pre-injury. Jalen Smith, of course, when he was an absolute Mr. swipe. When he was a stud at, at Notre Dame. Um, very similar. You know, they, they can play in the box or they can they can be outstanding blitzers. It's just, I love this kid. If they can get him an 18, what a steal that would be. 36 pick. I've got them taking Javante Williams, the running back out of North Carolina. 5'10, 220 pounds. He is my RB2. Bo He my RB two. And I've got a comp on him as Nick Chubb. Would love that fit. They need a running back. Perfect little spot. The 50th pick, I've got him taking Carlos Basham. He is the um, – he's more of a hand in the dirt guy. 6'3", 2'8", from Wake Forest. I, he, this guy is all about production. He, he, you know When you watch the tape, he doesn't bend. He's not going to be like, oh, my God, look at that bend coming off the edge. No, but he's just going to – he's going to be one of those guys that just outworks the offensive tackle or the guard if he slides inside. He's just going to outwork you and always find his way to the to the ball carrier or the quarterback. And then with the 81st pick, I've got them taking Tommy Tagaya, Some sort of Tongan name. I'm not even going <laughs> to pretend <laughs> to. He's a big, fat Tongan from Ohio State. Let's just leave it that way. 6'2", 300. He is a pure nose tackle. Very little pass rush you're going to get out of this guy, but you will not be able to push him back. He can take on the guard-center combo and hold his ground. So, man... Looking at that list, I mean, it's hard to fuck up with five picks in the top three rounds, but that, that would be that'd be a home run for Miami right there.
0: Well, they already hit one home run last year and literally nailed every offensive lineman they took and fixed their offensive <laughs> line in one fucking draft. So for I've sure. got all faith in the world and Mr. Flores down there and the program that he's building. Uh, if he could get himself a real quarterback or at least prop Tua up, man, they're gonna do some special things down in Miami. I really love what they got going on. And I like the fact that you gave him uh, Parsons in eighteen instead of going for the easy bait and taking Harris there. And you got a lot of faith in your boy and running back in the second round. Um, so I thought that was a great job by you managing through that and getting best value. for Because that that guy will absolutely be there where you gave him in that in the yeah. second round of that running back. He'll absolutely.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: All right, moving on to number seven, the Detroit Lions. And here's where I'm getting crazy. But it's also a possibility. And it's probably what I would do. Uh, they're going to select Trey Lance, quarterback from North Dakota State.
1: Whoa.
0: Everybody says, oh, they traded for Jared Goff. Yeah, they don't owe Jared Goff shit because L.A. had to eat most of that dead money, which is the reason why they got back. Or uh, they had to, or they got back so much like they did because, you know, Detroit basically did them a solid by just taking it. They still had to eat it. I think he only has like one year of any kind of significant money that uh, Detroit will owe him. Owe him on the cap, and after that, him and Mr. Fucking Kneebiter Coach are probably both gone after this one year, and then Trey Lance can slide in and do his best to uh, help the Motor City out. Godspeed, sir. Godspeed.
1: Yeah, I like I like what you did here. I like it I was a little bit, thinking outside of the box. But it honestly, it, it's, it ain't that crazy because teams need quarterbacks. And if you remember last year, Detroit had the third pick, and they um, they passed on a chance to get Justin Herbert. And why? Well, because they had Matt Stafford. And you know, we don't. So, do I see them falling into that trap again of trading or passing on another possible franchise quarterback? Because they've got a quarterback already. I don't see them making that same mistake twice. So I think this actually could happen, and I can't wait to see if it does. Um, i got some bad news Andy, for you, clear, though. Be-
0: just go Just to ahead. clarify what I said earlier about Atlanta, when you said you gave him Kyle Pitts, and I said I love the play, and I think it's a stupid move at the same time because I think Atlanta's hmm. going to do the same thing you just said and pass on a Justin Fields, who I think would right. be a great fit there. And draft pitch just to try to prop up Ryan for one or two more years when you absolutely should just take the fucking quarterback right there. Like, you should just do it. Because, I mean, Ryan has been on the decline. So, like, last year, he's not even an average quarterback anymore. Like, by the by the actual numbers. Like, he's not good anymore. He's been great for a long time. He's not anymore. You need to move on. But whatever.
1: Yeah, it's very possible. We'll see. But uh, the bad news for Detroit is the rest of their draft just They're went to Detroit. shit. Yeah. And I mean, this fits because they're Detroit and this is what they do. And it's kind of it's so funny because I didn't force feed any of these, um, you know, <laughs> players or picks in. It was just kind of like, all right, well, they he that's kind of the spot. And that does feel like a, you know, a shitty Detroit pick. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe these players are better than 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 what I think. But at 41, I gave them Kadarius Tony. He's the the little slot only receiver guy out of Florida. You know, he's a, he's a track guy slash football guy. And Whenever I see that and it's, a, and it's a small receiver, I just hate him. This guy might go in the first round. Teams, you know, we know how teams go crazy over receivers. I hate him. I don't like him. Uh, with the 72nd pick, I've got them taking uh, Davion Nixon. He's the 6'3", 305 interior defensive lineman from Iowa. I hate this guy. He was getting first-round buzz. Uh <laughs> He was getting first-round buzz at one point, and I've seen him slipping all the way down into the anywhere between 50 and you know 65 on the rankings. And it's because he's just so inconsistent. He doesn't have a motor to maintain uh, the level of performance that he should for his talent. Um, so hate him. Uh, with the 101st pick, uh, Aaron Banks, Notre Dame offensive lineman. He's a three-year starter, 6'5", 335 pounds. This is actually a good pick. So Lance, good pick. Banks in the fourth round or third round, good pick. The one in the middle, perfect. Detroit bus type players.
0: I just want to apologize on behalf of FGH (laughs) to all the Lions fans that are listening right now. I'm sorry. There aren't any. What
1: are you talking about?
0: There's none. Yeah, there's still fans out there. But you know what? If you are listening, your Lions fan, you're used to getting shit on anyway. Your team shits on you every year, so. If you want to come at my buddy, that's fine. He does deserve it for shitting on your team, but let's be honest, your own team shits on itself, so you don't get no, mad a baby for pooping its pants.
1: They're probably like, oh, we got two good players out of four? Fucking take it. <laughs> <laughs> better odds than we usually get.
0: All right, moving on. Number eight, curl Carolina Panthers.
1: Number eight, okay, that's on me, so... Oh, this is where I followed your lead, and I liked I liked your theory on the Detroit taking a quarterback so much that I followed it into and, and put Justin Fields here at number eight at Carolina, despite the fact that they just traded for Darnold from for much of the same reasons. You, they're not married to Darnold; he's on a one year he's on his last year. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes for him. But there's no reason to pass on a possible franchise quarterback right here just because you have Darnold on a one on a one year deal. So love this spot for for fields uh that joe brady offense um that that worked so well for homeboy down in down at lsu Burrow, uh just what a dream spot and if it works out with with uh, darnold great you can you can either keep darnold and trade fields or you can you can trade darnold and keep i mean there's so many opportunities there so that's what i did there at the 39th pick i gave them elijah moore the 5'9", 185-pound wide receiver from Ole Miss. Just explosive, explosive. Not a good route runner. Reminds me a lot of the K.J. Hamler from Penn State. A uh, little slot player that I, that uh, went last year. Um, and then at the 73rd pick, I gave them Jalen Mayfield. Offensive tackle from Michigan, 6'5", 320. I do not like this player at all. He was getting first-round buzz. He's sliding for a reason because he's not really that good. However... I tried to in these mocks always give one of these quarterbacks at least one offensive lineman because I think it's a shame to, you know, draft a draft a quarterback in the first round and not give him help. So Justin Fields, Elijah Moore, and Jalen Mayfield.
0: Love that fit for Justin Fields and just like you said, they owe Darnell nothing. And best case scenario <clears throat> and I know it's what you would do too. Even if Darnold comes up and lights the world on fire, in that Brady offense, he's up for a paycheck. After that, I would not pay him. Mm-hmm. I would simply trade him, try to get because you could. He's got the one year left on the whatever the fifth year option. Sign that right. option, trade him, get something for him, and then Fields is my guy after that. He gets to sit and learn for a year, which by all accounts, that's what he needs to do anyway. From everybody that said, you know, the scouting community. I mean, it couldn't work out any better. If, if Carolina manages that right, it literally cannot work out any better for them than that right there.
1: Yep. All
0: right, moving on. Denver at nine. Mm-hmm. That's my pick for them. I think they're going to do what Denver does and go defense, and they're going to draft Sertain, the uh, quarterback from Bama. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the kid seems like a solid player to me. I don't know if he's top ten good, but. He's, everybody's either CB1 or CB2. I think I like the other kid a little bit better, but I might be splitting hairs. I don't know. What do you think about him?
1: I, I mean, same thing. It's like, I can't, it's why, it's why when we, when I first started this, I had Caleb Farley as my CB1 and Sertan as my um, CB2, because when I watch him, I get a very, it's, it's a Byron Jones is the comp I've got on him. He's really good, but there's nothing that like pops for me to be like, oh, this is a, you know, th- that, that top 10 type corner so I kind of agree um, and actually I think yeah he's still my CB2 just because of injuries with Caleb Farley but but yeah I moved uh, I moved um, J.C. Horn up to my CB1 just because J.C. Horn is more of a ball hawk and if you're going to be this type of cornerback in the top 10 I need to see you getting the ball more um, he's just a solid corner to me and um, so I kind of agree with your assessment at 40 for Denver I gave them Jameen Davis, and he is a 6'3", 6'4", 225-pound inside linebacker out of Kentucky. He just, if if you're a team that missed out, if you wanted Micah Parsons, the linebacker from Penn State that we gave to Miami at 18, if you missed out on him and you wanted that type of player, take Jameen Davis. He is the poor man. Micah Parsons does much of the same stuff, just not quite up to that level, but pretty close. Uh, And then here we go, number 71, I'll ask you your opinion on this. This is where I have, because Denver didn't get a quarterback at number nine, or trade up and get one. I've got this is where I got the Kellen Mond spot going. Take it away, Poseibus.
0: <laughs> oh God, Oh, Jesus.
1: I mean, um, Denver you know, it's, quarterbacks. At
0: seventy-one, yeah. I mean, at seventy-one, you're throwing darts anyway, so I don't have a huge problem with it. Uh, where I have a problem is that I've seen him mocked now at like twenty-eight, twenty-nine on trade backups from some of these teams. Denver being one of the ones to trade up oh him. man uh, I don't understand it I watched the kid play for four years uh, for A&M and he's not good at quarterback is the problem like I think that's the problem Well, like if you're gonna play quarterback I think at some point you have to be good at the position to play the position if that makes any sense like I just that's my own personal opinion I don't think you could be terrible at playing the position and then go play the position I don't know. It's as simple as that.
1: Oh. We'll see. I mean, like if if, if he's he taking He
0: sucks, he them... <laughs> fucking sucks.
1: I think you're jaded personally, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Can we? Can we do Dallas now?
0: Sure, let's go, Cal's.
1: Are you Are you ready for me to fix? Hey, all you Dallas fans, everybody listening, turn your turn the volume up right now because I'm about to fix the turn Cowboys. Turn
0: motherfucking headphones up.
1: I'm about to fix the Cowboys defense in four picks. Here we go. Number 10, J.C. Horn, cornerback, South Carolina. He is my CB1 by default, like I said, with the injuries to Caleb Farley. 6'1", 205. Obviously, he's the son of Joe Horn, so he's got the NFL pedigree. Love this player. Love his attitude. And to play cornerback, you got to have the attitude. Let's face it. So that's who I got going. 10 at 44, Levi Onwuzuriki. He is 6'3", 290. Penetrating three-tech defensive tackle out of the University of Washington. There was, there, you know, there's been times that he gets mocked into the end of the first round. So to get him here at 44 would be an absolute uh, steal. At 75, Janarius Robinson, defensive end out of Florida State. This is a 6'5", 265, talented but raw and frustrating defensive end. There are times when you watch this dude and you're like, oh my god, that's a first round defensive end pass rusher and then there's other times you watch him and you just get frustrated because there's no way he should be getting beat by some of these offensive tackles that that get a hold of him he's too damn good for that um so but the talent just pops off that great great spot at the third pick to to take that chance and now at number 99 Adarius Washington. TCU. He's only 5'8", 180. He has terrible measurables. He doesn't run fast. He doesn't jump high. He, he doesn't do anything great when you put him in shorts and a t-shirt. But when you put on the fucking tape, that dude is a football player. I've got a first to second round grade on him. So to get him here with a 99th pick at the end of the third round would just be an absolute uh, perfect spot for them. So J.C. Horn, Levi on- Onzuruki, Janarius Robinson, and Adarius Washington. Congratulations, Jerry Jones. I just fixed your defense in three <laughs> rounds. I'm done.
0: <laughs> well, there's no chance in hell you pronounce that kid's name correctly. Uh, Probably but not. But I do love a good penetration story. So yeah. we're moving on to number 11 in those New York football giants. And, man, I'm going to give them a good player. I really like this player a lot. Uh, Bear Tucker guard for USC, Uh, Mm -hmm. low bust probability here, decent ceiling, and the bottom line is they got to give old Dumbface Jr. some help because he's fucking struggled so far through his career, and he's going to continue to struggle if they can't keep him upright.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, a lot of people will be surprised if they take Tucker over Slater, but you know, there's, there's literally 15 surprises in the first round every fucking year, so it's not terrible. Not a terrible spot. Um, I've got a DeCastro, David DeCastro, comp on this guy. I think he, to me, he's a guard-only prospect. Um, I know, I know people think that he can play tackle, and maybe he can because we thought Isaiah, Isaiah Win out of um, was that Georgia that he played for? Yeah, I think yeah. Georgia. Uh, we thought he was guard-only prospect, and he's been starting that tackle for New England for for a couple years. So, but I like him at guard. Six four three zero five. Just really, really solid player. Now, at 42, I gave them, just because it's the way it fell, I gave them Baron Browning, the linebacker out of Ohio State, 6'3", 240. He's, he can be either an inside guy, some people like him on the outside. Not a big fan. Um, a lot of people love him. Some people don't. I'm, I lean more on the don't like him spectrum. And then at 76, I gave... The Giants, Nico Collins, the 6'4", 215 pound wide receiver out of Michigan. This is an X only receiver. He is big. He is physical. He actually played at 230 pounds at Michigan. Uh, was asked to, Jesus was asked to kind of slim it down a little bit and, uh, and, and did. He got, he got down to 215. So if he can play at 6'4", 215 and you get him in the third round, that's a nice little pickup for the Giants. I've got a Vincent Jackson. Comp on this guy. Just he's not gonna win with the speed, but he's gonna body up and, and make contested catches. So nice little haul for the Giants there.
0: Yeah, that'd be a really good draft. I'm I'm in the camp that I lean towards liking Browning. So Okay. All right. I'm in the other camp. Uh, all right. At number twelve, those goddamn dirty. Philadelphia Eagles.
1: Hmm. Well, we all hate Philly, so let's both do this real quick. Uh I gave them Jalen Waddle, the 5'10", 185. Pound. God damn it. I know. Well, he's not. I mean, he's he's only going to slide so far cuz honestly, he's my he's my
0: uh why, why do why do you, you know, show me nothing but hate when I show you nothing but love? I don't understand this. I don't understand the dynamic in our relationship anymore.
1: I don't know. I mean, do you not like the pick?
0: Oh, I'm not going to them?
1: Oh, okay. I mean, he's my wide receiver too just behind Jamar Chase, so I just don't really see him falling past Philly honestly cuz they they have the need that's that's kind of why they did that tr- that trade is to be able to be in a spot to get uh, one of these receivers so nice little landing spot for him he is a poor man Tyreek Hill I don't think he's gonna be Tyreek Hill especially with um either Flacco or Jalen Hurts throwing to him he will definitely not be Tyreek Hill <laughs> now at the 37th pick I gave them Eric Stokes the hundred eighty pound corner from Georgia I've got a Josh Norman comp on him um just like his like his fight like his uh like, the, like his size Richie grant at the 70th pick this is one of my favorite safety prospects six feet 195 out of UCF he's a guy that's not afraid to come down in the box but he can also make plays on the on the deep end of the defense and then with the 84th pick I gave them Ty Wallace out of Oklahoma State he's a wide receiver <laughs> see if this sounds familiar 511 195 pounds receiver from Oklahoma State who plays bigger and makes plays at the apex of the point of the ball and when you watch him play it seems like he's 6-2 but i only measured in at 5 195 does it sound a lot like james washington to you both james washington. i mean it's unbelievable it's, and you know doing more i dig into this you start to see that certain colleges they they take the same type of players which makes sense sort of the nfl team so a lot of their a lot of these comps fall right in line with former players that they used to have on their team. So he's, he's a, when you think Ty Wallace, think James Washington, the same type player. All
0: right, moving on to the Chargers. Mm. And Steel. this is where I have probably the steal of the draft going. So I doubt that it turns out this well for them. But if it <laughs> does, I've got them taking Slater, the offensive tackle of Northwestern. Uh,. I think he's the better tackle. I think they got a gift from the football gods here, and I think that your boy Herbert just got a whole lot of help.
1: Yeah, I mean, he can play tackle guard. They say he can even play center. I've got a Zach Martin comp on him. This is a can't miss prospect to me. This would be they would they would literally turn in the card in about ten seconds if this guy fell to them. It would not take them any time at all. And with the forty seventh pick, I gave them Joe Tryon, the outside linebacker. Uh, from Washington 64250. So he's kind of that insurance with the Melvin Ingram because he's Melvin Ingram's unsigned as of right now. The seventy seventh pick, I gave them Josh Myers, a guard center guard type prospect out of Ohio State, 65, 310. So, you know, that's that's so you got a guard center guard uh offensive lineman and you got a guard tackle offensive lineman in the first three picks perfect for Joe Burrow. And then with the 97th pick, and I want your opinion on this, I give them huh? her Yeah, sorry, Herbert. I gave them Hamsal Nasruddin. This is a 6'3", 215-pound, strong safety slash linebacker out of Florida State. And he is my Derwin James insurance because, you know, they're kind of this. Now, he's a poor man, Derwin James, very poor man, which is why you're going to get him here at the end of the third but I kind of like this fit. I was I was curious if, you, if you've if you seen this guy play, like, what do you think? And, and the whole Derwin James saga in general.
0: I don't know a lot about the kids, so I'm not going to offer up an opinion on that. Um, but, yeah, Derwin James, I mean, he came out, you know, first year, first team, all pro, not just Provo, but all pro.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Obviously, he was every bit as good as advertised, but. Man, the, you know the best part about ability is availability, and he has not been available. So this is gonna be the one year he's really got to try to stay healthy and stay on the field, or else, you know, what looked like a great career, it, it might be over with before it really ever got started. Yep. All right, moving on. Number fourteen, Minnesota and the Fighting Cousins. Where are we going?
1: Yep. And just kind of looking at this draft, when I got done mocking it, I was like, oh my god, this is the uh, this is the just nasty monster beast draft that I gave them because they're all big freakish athletes and uh, and high side at, high side athletes so with the 14 pick I gave them Jalen Phillips the 65 260 pound freak show that he put on at his pro day the only thing that's keeping him uh, from going in the top 10 are injury concerns and the fact that he sometimes his production doesn't match his athletic uh, ability. With the 78th pick, I gave them Spencer Brown. He is an offensive tackle out of Northern Iowa. He measured in at 6'8", 315 pounds, and he has a nasty streak to him. Uh, good athlete at that size. So he's just a mountain of a man. Perfect little spot for him to land at Minnesota. And then with the 90th pick, I gave them Ben St. Juiced. This is a 6'3", 200-pound cornerback out of the University of Minnesota, Um so, nice little fit there. Of What's course, his last name? St. Juiced. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I tell you what, the, the names in this year's draft are just stupid, but that's just the way it goes. I've got a surprise, surprise, Sherman. Um, what, what Sherman's the cornerback from San Fran to play for Richard? Seattle? Richard Sherman, that's right. I've got a Richard Sherman compliment Richard. For, for obvious reasons, Six three, two hundred, just – Love this. Like, these are just monster, freakish athletes that Minnesota took. So, that would be a nice little haul for them.
0: All right, moving on to 15. And I'm up for the Pats and the fighting Bill Belichicks. I like this guy. I think he's just more of a, a Pats player. And if they if they stand Pat, which they never do, so there's no chance <laughs> of actually making this pick. But if they did, uh, I've got them taking Collins, the linebacker from Tulsa. You know, is kind of in the mold of the linebackers they like to have mm-hmm. in that system. So I really think he just looks like a Patriots linebacker to me.
1: He very much does. And at 6'4", 270 pounds, now that he's gaining weight, he seems like he's trending more to the outside linebacker type role. But that's perfect for them. They, they know how to mix and match these players and put them in the right spot. So, yeah, you're right. He's a perfect New England player. And at 46, I've got them taking Terrence Marshall, 6'3", 200-pound 200, 200 wide receiver I've got a Devontae Parker comp on him so you know get a little receiver help in there and then at 96 this is where I've got the Kyle Trask landing spot uh, I, th- I think it's a nice little spot to put Kyle Trask it's I mean you know besides getting Cam Newton Belichick is he's not known to go after the mobile quarterback so I think that's a perfect little landing spot for Kyle Trask and probably won't be there because someone will take him in a second <laughs>
0: All right, moving on to 16 and the fighting midgets of Arizona.
1: Yeah, those Arizona Cardinals only have two picks in the top three rounds, so this will be easy. I gave them Christian Darisol, the big offensive tackle out of Virginia Tech, 6'5", 315, not a whole no, lot to know. Too tall. Too tall. No, he's not too they tall.
0: He can't see over that. He's too <laughs> tall.
1: okay you're doing the circus midget joke got it so he's solid there's not a whole lot to not like about this guy solid pick there and at 49 i gave them kelvin joseph 6 190 pound raw but talented cornerback out of kentucky he is a lsu transfer you know they got to replace patrick peterson so i I really see them going cornerback with that second pick Um, and that's it for arizona
0: And I'm going to predict that's it for Coach Bro after this season. But
1: that's for a
0: different podcast for a different time. We're moving on to our Los Vegas Raiders. And Longhorn, first of all, we already have a bet on this player falling this far. And I think it's going to happen. But I can promise you, if it does happen, and he falls there, they ain't getting by the Raiders, baby. Devontae Hmm. Smith, wide receiver from Alabama, Gruden cannot help himself. (laughs) This kid is way too small for me. He's too small to make it. and It's not just being short. There's a lot of short receivers. He's tiny. Tiny, tiny, tiny. Waddle is the much better receiver, which you had him mocked uh, way ahead of here. By the way, in Vegas right now, both Smith and Waddle, their over-under is 11.5 for both players. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you right now, we already bet the over for Devontae Smith, um, so I think this is actually going to happen. I don't know if he gets to 17, but I can promise you if he does, he ain't getting by Chucky Boy, because Chucky Boy, has, him and Mayock have been about the worst drafting duo. Actually, <laughs> I don't know if it was pro football focus. Somebody put it out, uh, like whatever composite grades and all the shit that they do, they've literally been the worst drafting team over the last four years since he's been there, and it's by a little bit of a margin.
1: Yeah, I can't disagree with anything you just said, and I apologize to all Raiders fans for Bo Cephas, um fucking up your draft, but I'm about to fix it with the, <laughs> with the next three picks because I'm going to give you with the 48th pick, I'm going to give you Liam Eichenberg. Uh, the, we got a we're going to have a Jewish uh, offensive lineman in the league. Uh, he is 6'6", 305 pounds out of Notre Dame. There's really nothing to not like about this guy. He's he's an eight to ten year starter. Yeah, there's in no
0: the, chance he can dance though. Dance? <laughs> yeah. You know, what am, the, what
1: am I missing? Is that a jujo? Yeah, chil- yeah, the
0: children yeah. have trouble with the rhythm there,
1: kid. Oh, my God. All right. And <laughs> the, moving on to the third round, they have back to back picks 79 and 80. And I'm going to give them Milton Williams, 6'4, 285 pound, three tech d- uh, defensive tackle out of La Tech. Uh, I've got a comp on him of Malik Jackson, the former Denver defensive tackle. High motor, relentless. He will not give up on until the last snap of the game. Love that guy. And in the 80, I've got them taking Chaz, Chaz Surratt, the 6'1", 225-pound inside linebacker from North Carolina. He is a former quarterback, turned linebacker. So he's relatively new to the position, but a incredibly productive um career and and still learning but high instincts very smart you know, he's only going to get better and better so after the first round bust i gave you three stars congratulations raiders
0: i tell you what i don't know much about those other kids but the kid from uh louisiana tech i watch a lot of louisiana tech football don't ask me why <laughs> but i love my louisiana tech bulldogs and you know what that kid every game you knew he was on the field Every single game, like who's the fucking guy in the middle making all the plays? He mm-hmm. was everywhere. He was. He he is going to be a really good player. He's gonna be one of those try hard dudes that just fucking make the NFL.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, we're skipping Miami because you already wrapped them up. We're moving mm-hmm. on to 19, which is mine with the Washington Football people. And uh, you know, I don't know which way Rivera is gonna go, but I know the way he should go. Right here, I think he should take. Tavon Jenkins, the offensive tackle from Oklahoma State. Trent Williams is obviously gone. Uh, You let your all-pro cornerstone left tackle walk out of the building because you couldn't keep him healthy, and now he just got uh, the biggest contract ever from San Francisco after having another stellar season for them. Uh, But you got to replace him. They're actually – the football people are not bad centered to the right side of the offensive line. Center kid they drafted like – Five years ago in the sixth round, somehow stuck around and made a football player out of him. And then, of course, you got your all pro guard, and Morgan Moses at right tackle has actually developed into a decent player. But their left guard and left tackle situation still not good at all. And they've got to help uh, the magic man, Ryan Fitzpatrick, stay up because he's old. And old people, you know, when you hit them, they (laughs) fall harder. And it's, you know, it's harder for them to get back up. And that field that he's going to play on is atrocious and it causes lots of injuries. So you don't want the magic man having to run around too much. So you got to get somebody in there to block for him. And that's, that's where they should go.
1: Yeah. And if they do, it's a perfect fit. Love this player. And if you watch the tape, you know, it's so, so funny that he, that we put him here because he is like one of those throwback to the, to the like hogs of Washington days. He would fit right in. He, he, Blocks people after Sir, the whistle. I think
0: now we're gonna get now we're gonna get fucking emails from the hog community. Thanks. No, for we're
1: the not. No, we're not. They don't. They don't. Th- those people don't watch Washington anymore. They they've, they've <laughs> given up. They have quit on this team. It's been thirty years of just putrid just football. So, but you know this he he's a nasty player. He he wants to fight every time that ball is snapped. I love players like this. Great pick here. Now. Since they didn't get a receiver in the first round, which is one of their needs, I gave them one in the second round with the, with the 51st pick, and I gave them Diami Brown, the 6'1, 195-pound receiver out of North Carolina, productive, consistent.
0: God damn, how many people in North Carolina are you drafting?
1: Well, there's a bunch of them. They had a great team. I mean, they're, I mean, Mac Brown drafts or recruits fantastic athletes, and he that's does. just what they do. So. Uh, there's not there's not a whole lot to not like about this player uh, i've got a mike wallace comp on him a lot of his, his yards per catch is is always going to be high a lot lot of uh yak yards so great little player at that second round pick third round pick oh i do not want to, have to pronounce this name. let's just call it the um <laughs> let's just say it's the cornerback out of syracuse Melifon. what let's Slide right over that 6'2, 212 pounds. <laughs> he's long, he's scrappy, he's got good instincts, and that's about where he'll go. But I want to get to the end to the last pick in the third round for the skins. This is one of my pet players. I want him on my team. You should want him on yours. He probably won't go in the third round, he'll probably go in the fourth, maybe fifth. But I'm forcing him in here because I want to talk about him. Devin Diablo, 6'3, 225 pound. Strong safety slash linebacker out of Virginia Tech. He, when you watch the tape on this guy, and again he might go in the fifth round. I don't care. He makes plays behind the line of scrimmage, in the box, and forty year forty yards down the field. I love this player. He's a Cam Chancellor uh, comp for me. He's more of the linebacker than safety, but that's fine because so was Cam Chancellor. This dude is just a football player. If you can get him on your team, you are going to be very, very happy. Loved him. So, yeah, I force I forced him in here just so I could talk about him.
0: I love his nickname there, El Diablo. I think it's oh, Spanish it's, for fighting he's,
1: chicken. He's got the name.
0: Yeah, love that. All right, uh, we're going to skip over 20 because that's the Jets. You already wrapped them up. Going to 21.
1: 20 is not the Jets. 20 is Chicago.
0: Oh, sorry, 20 is Chicago. My bad. Chicago, yeah. Go ahead for Chicago.
1: And Chicago, pretty easy. I gave them Rashad Bateman, 6'1, 190 pound uh, wide receiver out of Minnesota. Minnesota is a is a, just a sleeper product of NFL prospects, just all over the place. Probably a lazy. Roll comp, the boat, baby. Pro- probably unfair, but I gave him a Justin Jefferson comp. Very similar type players to, to me. Um, at 52, I gave them Dylan Radoons don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but he's a 6'5", 305-pound North Dakota State uh, offensive tackle. He protected Trey Lance's North blinds.
0: Dakota State!
1: He, he protected Trey Lance, so he, he's familiar with that. Now, he's got a little nasty streak in him, which is what you want out of your offensive lineman. So, nice little spot there for him to go at the in the second round. And then at 83, I've got them taking Paul Adibo, six-one 190 pounds out of Stanford, high IQ Ball skills, intangibles. This is this is honestly, this is a steal because I don't think he'll be there at 83. It's just the way it fell on my board. Um, but nice little haul for Chicago.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt that uh, that kid was the biggest, nastiest guy in the trailer park in North Dakota. No <laughs> doubt in my mind.
1: Sir, he's – okay. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> All right, moving on. 21 in those Indianapolis Colts. This is back to my pick. I've got Aziz Ansari, comedian, uh, being drafted <laughs> here.
1: <laughs> no. no, no, sorry, it's Aziz, Aziz Olahari, o- 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 Olari,
0: Olari. I believe yeah. that's correct. Uh, this draft is a terrible draft for pass rushers, as far as like, there's no Miles Garrett, there's no Chase there's no dude at the top. Mm-hmm. It does have a lot of depth, and I think he's just one of those depth guys. And honestly. You know, Indy, they're a really, really good roster, and they don't need any more. I mean, of course, you'll always take a superstar, but they just need guys that can play football. And he's—I think he's going to be one of those guys. I think it's a good fit for them here.
1: Yeah, and I love the player. I mean, he's 6'3", 240, 245, But don't tell him that because he thinks he's 6'5", You know, two hundred eighty pounds. He will. He will. He has no fear. High motor, no fear. Will smash into linemen that have. 60 70 pounds on him like he doesn't give a fuck. so love this player he's one of the few players that when you watch him it's like oh look at that bend so so great pick at 21 um high upside on on uh, sacks for uh, for them there and at 54 they only have two picks in the top three rounds at 54 amari rogers 5'10, 210 pounds out of clemson this is my ty hilton replacement Perfect little slot player for them. Perfect little fit. I love, even though it's only two players. Love those fits.
0: I love that kid too. I love the Rodgers kid. All yeah. right, moving on. Twenty-two. That's the Tennessee Titans. We haven't been to Titanville yet, but uh, what is happening with the fight fighting Tannehills?
1: Yeah, uh, they got four picks in the top three rounds, and let's see what I can do with that. I gave them Quitty Pay. Defensive pass rush is definitely one of their needs. He's That's six not four- a Real name. Quiddy Pay, Quiddy Pay, Quiddy Pay. I'm telling you, the names in this year's draft are just <laughs> stupid. He is a 6'4, 275 pound uh, pass rusher out of Michigan. Versatile, lots of intangibles. Um, it, honestly, this is probably too low for, for him to go. I think he'll probably go a little higher, but that's the way it fell on, on our board. At 53, I gave them Aaron Robinson, cornerback out of UCF, 5'11, 190. I'm not a big fan of this guy, but he's a huge fan of himself. He thinks he's a first round cornerback he's not um at 85 I gave them Dwayne Eskridge the 5'9 190 pound wide receiver out of western Michigan so you probably watched plenty of that Maxion and uh, and saw some Dwayne Eskridge wide receivers a need for them and then at the 100th pick I gave them Trey Sermon the running back out of Ohio State because honestly I think Derrick Henry is going to break down this year you can only do so much ask so much out of that giant dude and at six Six feet, two hundred fifteen pounds. Sermon's got the body to to get in there and fill in for when the big guy gets hurt. So nice little haul for Tennessee. Yeah,
0: that's not bad at all. And uh, yeah, if you're looking for from re- receivers, those Western Michigan boys, they they throw it around there. They throw it around. There. <laughs> all right, uh, twenty-three is the Jets. You've already wrapped them up, yep. so we're gonna move on to twenty-four. Is on you again with the Pittsburgh. Seat.
1: And boy, you talk about the perfect Pittsburgh Steelers draft. They got three picks here. In well, 24- on, sorry,
0: sorry, hang on. Uh, at twenty-three, I gave the it was my pick. I gave the Jets Najee Harris. So just I don't want to everybody think that we didn't have Najee Harris going in the first three rounds. So wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. Hold on, I'm confused. No, because at twenty, no, at twenty-three, I gave him Caleb Farley.
0: Yeah, I know you did, but it was my pick.
1: Well, then we're going to...
0: It's fine. It, I just didn't want everybody to think that we didn't draft Najee Harris. He is in there, so...
1: Uh, well, then you then I got to change my pick at 24 because I put Najee Harris at 24 to Pittsburgh. So we got a we gotta 23 oh, well, that's slash...
0: Fine. No, that's no, fine. Just put him at Pittsburgh again.
1: Yeah, I would have just That's, a, that's kind of around the range
0: he's going to go. Yeah, that's fine.
1: Yeah, well, for both of them. I mean, it's a perfect fit for both of them. Let's not even kid ourselves. Like, Najee... Najee Harris is my RB1, by the way. I think you said you got ETN RB1? Yeah,
0: Najee Harris is my RB2.
1: Okay. I I mean, it's splitting hairs, but to me, Najee Harris is almost the perfect running back. Uh, I've got a Le'Veon Bell comp, so it's kind of fitting that he would fall here to Pittsburgh. If he does, I don't see them passing on him at all. Um, no. Now, at 55, I got them taking Peyton Turner. He is a 6'5", 270-pound Defensive end out of the University of Houston. He has played between 270 and 290 pounds at times. So he's got that inside-outside sliding capability. So perfect Pittsburgh player there. And then at 87, I've got them taking Ben Cleveland. He is 6'6", 350 pounds guard out of Georgia. This fat-ass white boy corn-fed player is just... The perfect Pittsburgh spot. So I, I love this. I love the way this fell for Pittsburgh. Najee Harris, Peyton Turner, and Ben Cleveland ready to rock.
0: Yeah, there's no wider name in the history of the world than Ben Cleveland. <laughs> so you got to be that big if your name is that stupid. And he looks All white. right. <laughs> All right, so we're at 24 25 is the Jags. You've already wrapped them up. 26. Yep. The Browns, I believe you already wrapped them up as well? No. Cleveland Browns yet?
1: No, this is their first pick.
0: Oh, I'm so used to them being in the top five. My Yeah, bad.
1: get used to it, buddy. Your
0: Cleveland <laughs> Browns are selecting 26. What you got?
1: You know what? I'll still take the my Browns, even though they're not my Browns. But let's see what I can do for my Browns. As Unfortunately, I gave them one of the players I hate the most in the first round. But But he's got to go somewhere in this first round. And this is kind of the perfect little spot for him. I gave them Christian... Barmore, the defensive tackle at Alabama, 6'5", 315 pounds. I just wrote down bust for him cuz I hate I hate him. I hate players that don't have don't have energy and don't have motor and have a lot of quit in them. This is a guy that should be a top 10 defensive tackle if he wanted to be, but he doesn't. So that does, that adds up to bust for me, but he's got to go somewhere. They kind of need that that player after, after letting Sheldon Richardson go. So that's what I got. At 59, I've got them taking Jabril Cox, 6'3, 230 pound inside linebacker, speed and cover guy out of LSU. Perfect little fit. They kind of need that guy. So love that. At 89, I've got them taking Trace Smith. He is a, <laughs> this is a former five star out of, out of, uh, high school, 6'5, 330 pound guard. He is stiff as a board. I am not a fan of him, but. At the 89th pick in the third round, he's got to go somewhere. Some people had him in the first round. Some people have him in the second. So if you can get him in the third, he'll probably go higher. But that's where I got him going. Now, with the 91st pick, this is one of my little favorite players. He, he might go in the third round. He might go in the fourth. I don't know. But I forced him in here. 6'6", 255-pound defensive end slash outside linebacker from UAB. Uh, my comp on him is Jason Taylor, okay? And, there, and I looked it up, Jason Taylor, same height, almost the same weight, and also went in the third round, I believe. So, love this player. He's a 10-plus sack guy for me. Um, it, what a steal that would be at 91.
0: Yeah, that would be a great pickup up there. Uh, let's see. Well, you did pretty good things for your Browns, then. All right, yeah, not 27, bad. the Ravens, it's on me, and uh, – I'm going to give them Asante Samuel, the cornerback from Florida State. Mm-hmm. They got to rebuild. They're trying to, you know, rebuild the cupboard. And, honestly, they don't really need anything on offense uh, as far as wide receivers because they run the triple wing. So, wide receivers don't matter in that offense, clearly. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and double up on this because now they have the 31st pick. Yep. Which, coincidentally, who I was going to give to Kansas City, I'm not going to give to Baltimore. And it makes sense because – Kansas City, I had them taking originally Sam Cosme, the offensive tackle from of Texas, because quite frankly they needed a tackle. They need two tackles, but one for sure. And uh, they just traded that pick, or, or yeah, that pick to Baltimore for a tackle in Brown. And now Baltimore is going to need a tackle, and obviously they didn't want to pay Brown because, I mean, I think it's pretty clear they're preparing to pay Lamar Jackson, so they couldn't afford you know, the tackle and the quarterback. So they're going to draft a new young tackle and get five years of cheap labor from him. So, you know, Baltimore generally does things correctly. And I think mm-hmm. that's exactly what they're going to do here. So 27, they take Asante Samuel and 31, they'll take the tackle. Maybe it's reversed now uh, since tackle kind of jumped up on their knees, but we'll see. Uh, and then did they have any more picks after that?
1: They did, but I couldn't agree any more with what you did there. And I, and I like that you left it with Sam Cosby going at that 31st spot. Um, with the 94th pick, I've got them taking Deontay Brown, the 6'3, 350, 360 pound guard out of Alabama. Perfect little um, perfect little spot for, I mean Sam calls me Deontay Brown. That's that's perfect Baltimore picks. And now with the 104th pick, one of their comp picks, I've got them taking Cam Sample. And I forced him in here too. He might be more of a fourth round guy. Um, but I forced him in because I love him. He's one of my favorites. He is 6'3", 275 pound, uh, heavy handed defensive end out of two lane. I've got a Matt Judon comp on him uh, because he, he he's not going to beat people. And they just lost Judon, obviously. He's not going to beat people around the edge. He is going to engage with the offensive lineman and beat them up along the way to the quarterback. Love this player. So I forced him in there to 104 because he's the perfect baltimore type player
0: well i love heavy hands on my defensive end and my bartenders. so <laughs> yep. no one moving on number 28 the new Orleans saints what you got oh sean payton and the boys doing
1: so i'm not even gonna pretend to, to pronounce this guys i call him joker he's jok he's the linebacker from uh, from notre dame he's linebacker slash strong safety he's kind of that tweener guy he might not fall this far he might get taken earlier just because people might fall in love with that um his uh his skill set explosive speed can can get you know get depth in the in the pass in the past defense drop my lazy comp on him is a derwin james because he's kind of that same type player he can he can play in the box he can play make plays deep uh in the backfield so you know he probably won't be there, but that would be a great, great pickup for New Orleans. Now at 60, they're picking up one of my favorite defensive backs, 5'10, 190 pounds out of out of uh, Washington, Elijah Molden. He is the best slot cornerback in this draft. So to get him a 60 would be a steal. High instincts, um, not great measurables, but you know, just makes plays when you watch the tape. At 98, they take they take Jay Tufili. He is a 6'3", 315-pound defensive tackle at a USC. His stock has fallen tremendously since the senior bowl. Did not show well there. I had I saw him as a late first, early second type grade a couple months ago. Now he's more of a late 2, three, third third-round guy. And then with the 105th pick, Tyson Campbell, cornerback out of Georgia, 6'2", 185. He's the second Uh, Georgia corner taken so kind of a project but got some good skill set and that'd be a nice haul for them honestly
0: yeah and in all fairness to the kid from USC you know somebody had to fall to get all these shitty quarterbacks up here so yeah
1: it's inevitable
0: it happens all right moving on the Green Bay Packers at 29 uh Mm. that's on me I got them taking Creed Humphrey the yep. center from OU. Uh, they let their all-pro center go because they hate Aaron Rodgers and they want all the bad <laughs> things in life to happen to him for some reason.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, They just really don't want to see this dude succeed, and he just had the best season probably of his entire career, if you want to break it down to like the advanced analytics part of it. When won the MVP, and they're like, well, you know what? If you're that good, you don't need a fucking center, so we'll let this guy go, and we're going to draft you a rookie. Good luck with that. So, I don't know. I think the kid's good. Um He's the number one center that I saw. Everybody kind of grading out. I don't know. What, what do you know about this kid?
1: Well, he's one of my favorite center prospects. He's um, he's honestly a guy that a lot of teams will be pissed off if if Green Bay took here at 29 because they'll be waiting for him to fall for him at the top of the second round. 6'4", 315 pounds. I've got an Eric McCoy comp on this guy. Three-year starter. No injury concerns, which is probably why he's the top – Center prospect on some people's boards above of Landon Dickerson because Dickerson comes with those injury concerns. But man, what a great pickup that would be for them at 29. Now at 62, I'm going to get Aaron Rodgers some help because I'm going to give them Amon St. Brown out of USC. And if St. No Brown sounds, St. Brown's if no more St. Familiar, Brown's, if that sounds familiar, that's because Green Bay took St. Brown, the older brother, uh, a few years back. But here's the difference. Saint, the older St. Brown is like 6'6", 215 pounds, and apparently isn't very good because he can't ever get on the field much. This St. Brown is 6'195 pounds, and it shows much more playmaking ability. So maybe this St. Brown will work out better than the other St. Brown. At 92, I've got them taking Stone Forsyth. What a great name for an offensive lineman. 6'8", 315 pounds out of six Florida. 6'8"! Yeah. Huge. God damn. That I know. 25 starts at left tackle in college, so he can play left tackle or right tackle in the NFL. So we got – we got. I think we did good. I think we probably did better than, than what Green Bay will do for Aaron Rodgers. We got um, two starters on the offensive line and another St. Brown. Go to work, Aaron Rodgers.
0: You know, I'll be convinced that Green Bay really does hate Aaron Rodgers <laughs> if they draft another St. Brown. Because you say no. that unanimous this doesn't get good. on the field. This one's good. He was on the field. He was he on the field. The, he went in the 6th
1: round though. Yeah, like he this.
0: was he, he was on the field during the Tampa Bay game. He's the one that dropped the two-point yeah. conversion. Yeah. They could have tied the game right in his this hands. This one
1: this one's better, I think. Oh, no G. We'll see.
0: Anyway, moving on. Those Buffalo Bills picking it 30. Man, it has been I was a little boy the last time Buffalo was drafting this late longhorn
1: oh man well i think we should probably get used to it as long as the as long as the quarterback and coach combination is uh, keeps working uh at thirty i've got them taking greg Newsom' kind of a slide here a lot of people have him going in the mid first round six 190 pounds out of northwestern uh love the tape i've got a josh norman comp on him doesn't mind doesn't mind a little bit of contact obviously the concerns with him are injury he has not quite finished the season i don't think ever. So that is a concern and that would probably explain the slide to 30, but his tape is too good, honestly, to fall out of the first round. With the second round pick, I've got them taking Javon Holland, the safety, kind of the hybrid safety out of Oregon, 6'1", 195. This is a safety that can and will come down in the box and is not scared of contact, but can also make plays on the uh, back half of the defense. Now at 93, I've got one of my pet players, one of my favorite players 6'3", 360 pounds defensive tackle at LSU, Tyler Shelvin. This is a dancing bear. He, Even though he weighs 360, he is light on his feet, and he can make some moves. However, he is a run-stuffing defensive tackle at – that's it. You're not going to get any pass rush out of him. He might crash the pocket a little bit, and that's the most you're going to get out of a pass rush and kind of disrupt the feet a little bit of the quarterback as he tries to step up. Other than that, he is just a monster run-stuffing defensive tackle. But at 93, pretty good value.
0: All right, and then move 31. We've already done. We told you it was Baltimore taking Co- uh, Cosme. So last pick, you're up, well, buddy. The champs, the top of Brady.
1: Okay, we'll skip. We'll skip to 32 and do Tampa. But don't forget, we gotta get. There's. There's. KC, Seattle, L.A., Rams, and Houston. They've got a couple picks to wrap up real quick. We'll do it real fast, though. At 32, man, this is just an embarrassment of riches for Tampa. I honestly struggled putting players for them because they don't need anything. So I kind of just went best player available for the most part for them with their three picks. At 32, Trevon Merig, the uh, first-round graded safety, 6'1", 210 pounds. Yes, I know they don't need a safety, but Jesus Christ, I mean – They gotta take somebody. So yeah, I gave them I gave him another good player, another good safety. At 64, I gave them Joseph Asai, the 6'3, 250-pound outside linebacker, pass rushing defensive end. He's got that burst, he's got that bend to burst capability. Uh so again, embarrassment riches. They don't really need another pass rusher, but they got one. And then at 95, I've got them taking Aline McNeil, the 6'2, 315-pound nose tackle with penetrating ability uh much different from tyler shelvin who's who's only a run stuffing two down player i actually think mcneil can be a uh give you a little bit of pass rush out of that nose tackle position which is which is kind of a premium so that's that's what i did for them uh do you want to blow through these other four teams that that have only second round picks second and third yeah so real quick kansas city since they got rid of that first-round pick, I've got them taking Jamar Johnson uh, safety, hybrid safety. He doesn't mind getting the box out of Indiana. He's one of my favorite players there, so that'd be a good pick. And then at 63, we've got to talk about Quinn Mar- Marias, Marines, or Miners, sorry, Miners. Can't even read my own writing. He's that, he's that project out of Wisconsin Whitewater. I think he's the D3 guy. 6'3", 320. I know this guy's getting a lot of hype. Might go higher than 63 honestly just because the hype is so so much when i watched the senior bowl i wanted to like this guy because i had never heard of him never seen him kind of had a bad taste in my mouth watching him i didn't i don't understand the hype maybe i'm wrong but at 63 that's that's some good value that wraps up kansas city now let's go to seattle they (laughs) seattle unless i unless i saw it wrong has they only have one pick in the top three rounds so i i gave them a boring old Offensive lineman Wyatt Davis out of uh, Ohio State, 6'4", 3'10", at their 56. Moving on to the L.A. Rams.
0: He doesn't I- like to work on the weekend. I mean, he got <laughs> shit to do.
1: I mean, it's a little surprising, but whatever. The Rams, I've got them taking uh, at 57, Ronnie Perkins, the, the outside linebacker out of Oklahoma State, 6'3", 250. He is purely a Pass rush specialist, speed only needs to work on some second moves. That's why he'll fall to the second round. In the third round, I've got them taking Jackson Carmen, 6'5, 345 pound uh, offensive lineman. He played left tackle at Clemson. I think he's going to have to play either right tackle or possibly even guard in the NFL because he doesn't move well enough to play that left tackle at the next level. And then at 103, I've got a force fed in david moore out of grambling he is 6'2 350 pounds he probably will only go he probably will go in the fourth round maybe fifth not the third but i force fed him because he's one of my favorites he's a he's just a brick shit house and when people hit him they stop moving so so love him there now with the last 62, 350.
0: team 350 i don't think that boy's being force fed <laughs> anything i think he's eating everything oh, else his way <laughs> he's a,
1: but he's a fucking wall man he's a fucking wall now Houston Texans. ah, uh, Man, perfect that we finished with them. They, have they one still pick. have a football team? They have one pick uh, in the top three rounds, so is that good when you're trying to rebuild? I don't know. But I get, I did my best, and I gave them Tommy Trimble, the uh, tight end out of Notre Dame, 6'4", 250 pounds. I know you don't like him. I love him. He's a move-around tight end, very raw, lots of upside, work ethic th- through the roof, Um. It, I mean, if you're going to take a project and you got one pick, I guess take him. I, I don't know what else to say. Houston, you have destroyed your team. You've destroyed your franchise. You've destroyed your roster, and your quarterback now is trying to do the same.
0: Yeah, I mean, that means they have like twenty-three times the lawsuits against them than they have draft picks. That's that's not a good ratio. They have a bad.
1: On. They have a bad roster. They have. No draft picks. They're in cap hell, and their quarterback might be going to jail. So, what would you say you do well, Houston? I don't. And know. And
0: Vegas agrees because they are tied with the worst over under win total at five. <sighs>
1: it's just, just they're, man, they're in bad shape. They're in bad, bad shape.
0: One question: Did you? Did I miss? Did you not put uh, Hunter Long anywhere?
1: I didn't. I thought about it, um, you know. But yeah, he's he's in that he's in that third round range. Why do you like him? Yeah, I think
0: he's okay. going
1: to be the best one. The best? Oh, shit. Yeah. I,
0: like, I like him that much. I like him Okay, that much. there you go. We'll see, though. All right, boys and girls, that was the 2021 FGH three-round mock draft. I hope you guys liked it. I hope you appreciate it. My boy Longhorn works his balls off learning all these players and all these crazy fucking names and shit. <laughs> um, you know, that's what he does for us. He's the roster guy, and he makes mm-hmm. sure he – Keeps up with all the talent coming in and going out. So, kudos to you, sir. Awesome job, as always. And just a reminder, boys and girls, we will be landing in Cleveland on Thursday Mm. morning. We will be downtown. We will be right there at the draft. So,
1: Beer in hand.
0: Beer in hand. Come see us. Okay? If you're there, come see us. Text us on Twitter. Let us know. Slide into the DMs. And uh, we will gladly buy you a beer, take a picture with you, put you out on social media. Love hanging out with you. Uh, man, it would be awesome to meet some of you guys out there if you're going to be there. We will yeah. be there Thursday through Saturday, and we will be taking it all in as we always, always do.
1: And are we doing the? Are we going to do a post-first-round podcast? That, oh, of that,
0: course we are.
1: Goddamn right we are.
0: I mean, we got to fucking shake the hangover off first, and then, uh, you know... Start drinking again, and then we'll fucking we'll podcast it up. And then we'll probably go play some golf or some shit. I don't know. We got to burn time, you know, until the draft starts at seven o'clock on Friday. That's a long time to go. Uh, it so. is. It is.
1: But It'll be again, fun. we're It'll there. Be fun.
0: Hit us up, promise. Hit us up. We will definitely buy you a beer or whatever you're drinking. Uh, you know, some of you guys like the fucking celsius mm. there, your fairy. Mm. Whatever.
1: Yeah. You can take your <laughs> drink and leave. We'll, we'll buy you a drink and then you can, you can go on with, with your night. Here's your else. seltzer.
0: Please fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. All right, boys and girls, that's going to wrap it up. It was another great episode. Longhorn, take us out, baby.
1: Yeah, I don't really have – I mean, we're not doing the normal. This is very casual, but uh, I I guess I'll just say what you said. I can't wait to uh, get to Cleveland. I can't wait to hopefully see some of y'all. And um, – I don't know. I don't know what to say. We're out of our routine. I don't know what to say about Steve. This is your job. You drive the ship.
0: All right. Well, Steven Tyler take us out, baby. <laughs>